Hello and welcome back to the Court Sense Podcast. And welcome to March. That feels good to say and I gotta think it's just as nice to hear. Because it's been nearly two years since anyone's gotten a taste of March Madness. You know what else has been too long? The length of time since I've checked in with a member of the Hawaii women's basketball team. Well, that's getting rectified right now, as this week I'm fortunate to bring on Rainbow Wahine sharpshooter Amy Atwell. The fifth-year senior forward and native of Perth, Australia, found herself in a new position this year, at the top of opponent scouting reports, as her good friend and potent scorer Julissa Tongo wrapped her eligibility last March with, unfortunately, that unfulfilling end to the college hoop season. Atwell, after a recent lull, is coming off the most productive two-game stretch of her career, 48 combined points in a two-game road sweep of Long Beach State, and is now up to a team and career best 12.5 points per game. The UH men, it should be noted as well, eked out two wins over Long Beach State at home to move back to 500 in conference play. The number five player on the Wahine career three-point list will look to continue to move up the charts this weekend as 6-5 and five UH hosts conference-leading and unbeaten UC Davis in the Wahine's first home game in more than 40 days due to scheduling irregularities and shuffles this special season. Atwell and teammates Jaden Alexander and Barbara Rangel will have senior night on Saturday, but it should be noted any player wishing to come back for another year of eligibility may do so per the NCAA. So, where does Amy Atwell stand on a potential sixth UH season? Let's get into it. Check out Mike and Kara at Nokoi Automotive in Kalihi for all your vehicle repairs and maintenance needs. Quick turnaround, affordable, honest, and ASE certified. Call or text 842-6453 to schedule an appointment today. That's 842-MIKE or email nokoiauto at gmail.com. The best part? Mention the Court Sense podcast for a 10% discount. All right, welcome back to the Court Sense podcast, and it is a true privilege to have on a team leader for the Rainbow Wahine basketball team who has been there now in her fifth year in Manoa, coming over from Perth, Australia. Amy Atwell, welcome to the pod. Thank you for having me on. Amy, it's been a little bit of a crazy year, and you guys are back at home uh, now. I believe it's been, as of this recording, 39 days since you guys have played a home game at uh, the Stan Sheriff Center or Simplify Arena. It will be 41 days by Friday when you actually play against uh, UC Davis. Got to be some kind of record. Uh, how are you feeling about finally getting back from a long, long road session? Yeah, I mean, it just feels good to be to be able to play at home again in the Stan Sheriff uh, the Simplify Arena. Um, obviously, we're on the road for a long time. I think it was six games straight, um, kind of coming back and forward and um it's always it's always good to play games but yeah going on the road like that for long stints is, is tough so I think we're all just really excited to just play at home again Amy how many trips back and forth to the mainland was it over those six games I know you stayed on the mainland for at least part of it between games but how many flights was that it was four flights so it was two trips total we went and played Irvine came back and then it was we were back it was the next day and we got the news that you know we're gonna jump on a plane tomorrow and go play Capital in Santa Barbara and then we just stayed obviously the week of Santa Barbara so we stayed over there I think it was like ten days or something. 
Okay, yeah. So the the big change during that stretch was that kind of sudden trip to go play Cal Poly, right? Um, yeah. Because you already knew that you you weren't going to be able to play Northridge here at home because they opted out for the full season. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, can you tell me a little bit more about that? I guess you know, four, 24, 48 hours when you got the word that you would be just dropping everything on a drop of a dime and, and heading up there. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. We got home uh, on the Sunday. We usually do. We had practice on the Monday and kind of Coach B kind of brought in before practice. was like, okay, guys, like we have an option to go play Cal Poly this week, which obviously got canceled a few weeks before that to start our conference opener. Um, and obviously we were disappointed to not have the home games, but we were just super excited to be able to get on a plane and go play go play Cal Poly, which we were disappointed in the first place about not getting to play. Um, and it was literally like, it was Monday afternoon of practice. She was like, okay, we're leaving Wednesday morning. <laughs> so I was lucky enough that I hadn't actually unpacked. All I had to do was do my washing. So it was like, it kind of worked out perfectly. I just threw a load in and then threw it all straight back in my suitcase and then off Wednesday morning. <laughs> I, I fully applaud and appreciate that, Amy. Well done. <laughs> Unpacking is overrated. That that paid off it's for you. Overrated. <laughs> um, and, you know, Cal Poly is Probably, I think, uh, fair to say the toughest place in the Big West to get to, right? Because it involves a, a long bus ride in addition to a long flight. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of travel. <laughs> and yet you guys were, were totally on board, like, hey, we, I guess we want to take advantage of any game we could play kind of feeling? Yeah, of course. Um, we kind of knew this year was going to be all over the place. Um, even after the conference schedule came out, that we knew there was possibility of games getting canceled, postponed, and all that stuff just because of the craziness COVID is. Um, so... We were just excited to get on a – obviously, the travel wasn't the best part, but we were just excited to play another game of basketball. And um, we were all super excited to play Cal Poly back in December. Um, so we were just happy that we got the opportunity to play him again. Well, Amy, you guys are coming off a two-game road sweep of Long Beach State, which is always, I think, a marquee opponent on the schedule for you guys. Uh, how did it feel to go into their building and win, I believe, twice by two-point two or one was a three-point margin uh, the second mm -hmm. game, uh, really tight games? Uh, you had the go-ahead basket, I want to say, in the first of those two games with about a minute to go. Um, and then, yeah, it, like I said, just kind of really close wild finishes both times. What was that like for you? Yeah, it was it was super fun games to play. Um, I That was actually the first time I had beaten Long Beach at Long Beach in my career. Um, so that was kind of a little bit more motivation before the games going into it. And, like, obviously – getting our momentum and, and kind of hitting our peak before the tournament. So those like were super important games. Um, and we all knew that. And it was just, it was just super fun um, to go in there and have such tight games with such a good team and good competition. Um, and obviously even better to come out with the win. And Amy, you scored a combined 48 points in those two games, uh, 25 and 23 points, the 25 matched your career high. Um, what were you feeling personally in those just in terms of uh, shooting confidence? Yeah, uh, my f five or six games before that, I hadn't been kind of finding my rhythm and hitting my groove. Um, I was kind of struggling adjusting to, like, the the pressure and the defensive pressure that I was seeing from teams um, that I hadn't really seen throughout my career. Um, so it was it was good just to, like, kind of go into the confidence and knowing that, you know, that shot is something that I've I've kind of mastered and really repped over the years. Um, and to finally see some points up on the board and the ball, the ball go through the net was was really good. Yeah, maybe to expound on that a little bit, this year has been a little bit of a departure in the sense that you are probably the, the player that teams are keying on the most, right? Um, last year, I mean, your good friend, Julissa Tongo, was was on the top of the scouting report for them. I mean, she had some really explosive games. Uh, and now you've had to adjust to, to being in that role a bit. So, um, yeah, I mean, do you go about your preparation any differently? Uh, 
with that knowledge? Yeah, of course. Um, of course, last year, yeah, it was, it was more Jay that was seeing the attention. So I was kind of got away with it, just kind of going off, off the, off the, off the ball, um, and kind of doing my thing. But this year, definitely, um, teams now that Jay's gone, I am seeing extra attention and it's more just kind of adjusting. Um, cause the defense, I mean, the defense can't take everything away. So it's like, obviously they want to make, they, they want to take my shot and stuff like that away. And it's just about me kind of expanding my game and finding other ways to score and other ways to contribute and stuff like that. It's, it's definitely more off the court. Um, it's less physical and more like kind of mental and just knowing, just making the right reads and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it was definitely a challenge. It still is. Gotcha. Um, well, Amy coming in this week is UC Davis, the current conference leader, undefeated conference leader, eight. No, they've actually only gotten in eight home ga- eight games total in the big West, which I believe is maybe the fewest in the conference on the women's side. But that said, they are undefeated and they've had the run of the conference. I think basically the entire time you've been a Hawaii basketball player, right at top of the yeah. standings year in, year out. Uh, what makes them uh, so tough just on like an annual basis? They're just, they're a really good team and they, they run their stuff like so disciplined and uh, just really, they have a very specific way of playing basketball and they don't kind of falter from that. Like um, they're really disciplined with their stuff and they have really good individual players um, and they're, they're very well coached kind of thing. Um, and as you said, they've been on top my four years, my whole career. They've kind of always been that, that team that everyone's like, okay, we want to knock them off. And it's our turn this week to try get a to try get a shot at it. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see kind of where we where we line up and match with the top team in the conference. Right. And last year, I mean, it was I think it was on the table that you guys were going to face them in the conference tournament. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, uh, you yeah. guys had just punched your ticket into the semifinals. Uh, you beat Fullerton, I think, at, at Long Beach. Right. That uh, was where yeah. the tournament was played last year. That was one of the first games ever of the COVID era that was played with no fans. So. I'm sure that was weird for you guys. But then, you know, right before you get to go to the semis, everything's shut down on both the men's and the women's side, the whole college basketball landscape, really, um, and sports in general. So um, I know that was a very emotional experience at the time, just having to end your season on a win, which not too many teams get to get to say, you know, yeah. you, didn't, you did not get a chance to settle it on the court. Uh, mm-hmm. What lingering feelings do you have from from the end of last postseason? Yeah, it was a tough one, of course. Um, kind of beating Fullerton and just being really hyped to go into the semifinal and potentially the championship game. Um, and obviously really heartbreaking for that all to get cut short, especially for the three seniors we had last year and one of my best friends, um, Jay. So it was super tough. And like, of, of course, like you said, the emotions were high. I was kind of more like, okay, at least I get another year back um, to go at it again this year. And obviously I think most people that had to experience that last year kind of have the chip on their shoulder. Like we have unfinished business that we didn't get to finish last year. And that's definitely extra motivation this year. I, I personally feel for any, you know, outgoing senior last year who did not get to finish their season because they probably had it worse than the winter sports athletes in general because yeah. of the fact they didn't get an extra year of eligibility. You know, they got no postseason effectively. And mm-hmm. the end of their career was just ended on kind of a dot, 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 you know. Yeah. So that that's really rough. And, you know, I feel like for players like like Jay and, and the other seniors, for sure. Um, so, uh, by the way, uh, real quick on her, I, I know she was going to go professionally. Uh, have you kept in touch with her? What's she up to these days? Yeah, of course. Uh, we still call call each other most days. Um, she actually just moved out to Kauai. She's moved back here. Wow. Uh, 
last week before we went to Long Beach, she came to Oahu and I got to catch up with her, which was really good. And she actually just got a job out in Kauai. So she's just moved out there and from what I hear is loving it. So, yeah. She did. She know. I know she was still trying to go and play overseas and stuff like that, but COVID just made it so hard for like kind of imports and US um, people to get overseas because of like borders and everything like that. It was just kind of crazy. Yeah, that makes sense. It's still going to be a little while before all that stuff yeah. gets settled <laughs> down a bit. Um, Amy, I mean, since the the Big West Championship for UH in 2016, you came into the program right after that uh, that off season, if I'm not mistaken, and. Uh, redshirted your first year so you've been in the program ever since you have kind of been the constant now in the program you and and coach b probably i want to say because <laughs> even even alex uh, your assistant coach he went to santa barbara for a little while and hopped back um uh-huh. what does it mean to you to kind of be one of those constants in the program over that time and and what you're still trying to accomplish there yeah of course it means a lot um i'm really big on kind of loyalty and commitment and stuff like that um and i still to this day think i have unfinished business here Obviously, I came in the summer after they won the Big West Championship, and I haven't been able to do that in my five years now. Um, so that's definitely the something I want to bring back um, to Hawaii, and I just want to keep present, representing with pride. But yeah, it definitely means a lot. Been here so long, um, and have developed a great relationship with Coach B and all the other coaches. Sure. Um, well, Amy, you guys are six and five right now in the the Big West Conference, and if anyone's wondering why, that's an odd number because you in theory, are playing two games a week. Uh, one of your Irvine games got uh, unfortunately canceled, I guess, at the, at the last minute due to a, a medical test up there. Um, mm-hmm. But that said, you, you got an opportunity to do some damage against Davis going into the tournament. And uh, But I, I will point out, Amy, that uh, last year you had what I, I probably consider the best Wahine basketball three-point shooting season of all time. Uh, you made 63 and you shot better than 45% from the field. When you take those two things together, uh, that is pretty astounding to me uh, for the quantity and the quality of the shots you got. It would have been the single season record had your good friend Jay not hit uh, more than you last year. I'm sure she's mentioned that from time to time. Oh, definitely. Uh, but, um, you know, I think you, I mean, it's apparent to anyone who just watches basketball, you know, you have one of the, the more pure uh, three-point shots of a player that's passed through the program in recent history. I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about um, how, You've refined that over the years, um, you know, even in your your high school days uh, out there in Perth, Australia. How has that come along over time? Yeah, of course. Um, just a lot of reps. I've had quite a few knee injuries over my career. Came in with a torn ACL, so red shirt in my freshman year. And so, like, for a while, like, shooting and ball handling was kind of all I could do. So, like, I kind of took took that time and was like, okay, I'm not on the court, but, like, what, can, what part of my game can I take and, like, really improve? Um, and kind of shooting was kind of what I went with. And then even like every off season, it's like, it's just literally reps and kind of having the confidence in that, that like, as long as you don't touch the ball, like my shot and my follow through is going to be the same every single time, no matter how close the defense or the closeout is kind of a thing like that. Um, and that literally just takes reps. So yeah, it's just, it's just been a lot of, a lot of time in off seasons and during injuries. Got it. So it wasn't, uh, is it fair to say your shot wasn't what it, it was, na- what it is now back in like your high school days, it wasn't quite uh your calling card to that extent uh yeah pretty much so like even probably towards the end of high school is when I started developing my shot earlier it's kind of crazy to think about but I was not a great shooter like um I kind of always had a half decent shot but I was more like right hand drive heavy (laughs) head down and go um and then it was kind of like I needed to expand my game and like get a three-point shot in there so 
my mom actually used to take me down to a local high school every Saturday and would be there for an hour or two and she'd just rebound me. It would just be three pointers. So that's kind of when it started. Um, when they did, when UH recruited me, I did have a pretty decent three point shot. And that was kind of like what my game was evolving to at that point. Um, but it wasn't to what it is now. That's for sure. Um, well, to your point about, you know, having injuries earlier on in your career. Yeah. I mean, I was wondering if I was going to ask you about that independently. Um, how, how did you really kind of just maintain your focus through those early years? As I said, you did redshirt your first year here. So there was already some, you know, wait time kind of baked, baked into your college experience. Um, how did you stick with it? Because I know that can be discouraging for, for a lot of players. Yeah, of course. Um, it was kind of just maintaining the motivation um, of like why I came to Hawaii kind of thing. Like I came to play basketball and obviously it's the sport I love and like, setbacks and speed bumps are always going to happen and like it was more of the sense that I wasn't alone like I had known I know I had known a lot of people that had done their ACL I had knee surgeries and come back um an even better player and stuff like that um so it was kind of just motivation in that sense and like um kind of my own personal pride in like I'm not gonna let this kind of injury stop me of course the rehab for the ACL freshman year was really tough mentally and stuff like that and then Obviously, I had more surgeries on my knee in the sophomore year, I think it was. Um, and I have had troubles all through my probably first three, almost four years here. Thankfully, this year, knock on wood, has been the best year out of all five, I think, health-wise and even knee-wise. Um, I think I finally hit, like, the the point where, like, my knee has been full. Like, I've done rehab for three years straight, and it's, like, um, really getting to the point where, like, it's it's almost back, obviously not to where I was before because I've, I've lost some meniscus and stuff like that, but um, just confidence wise, like it's, it's feeling really good. And yeah. Nice. Um, all right. Well, we've, we've touched on your homeland of Australia a little bit, uh, Perth, Australia. It is on the West coast of Australia. Uh, one of the major cities. Now I have gone to Australia many times in my life, especially growing up. My dad's whole side of the family uh, lives in Canberra, Australia, basically. Sometimes they were in Sydney. So I've kind of gone back and forth between those two places the most. Been to Melbourne, been to Brisbane, never been to Perth. What am I missing out on in Perth, Amy Atwell? Um, Perth? Well, if you ask any other any other Australian from the East Coast, they're probably going to tell you it's not worth your time going. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little less touristy and um, it's got a lot less kind of like tourist attractions, just kind of things to do. Like Melbourne is kind of known for the big city and the shopping. Sydney and the whole, whole kind of East Coast is like, known for the Gold Coast and the beaches and the theme parks and stuff. Um, but Perth is just, it's a little bit more low key, but it's still a pretty big city, but uh, the beaches are amazing. We have a lot of great wineries and like uh, sites down South of Perth. It's like three hour drive and below. Um, Perth is like a beautiful countryside. Yeah. All right. Well, how about the bas- basketball scene in Perth, Amy? Is it, uh, is it fairly, uh, I guess, productive in terms of, you know, players coming out of there. Um, are you one of the fewer women's basketball players to come out of there? What What's kind of your read on the scene there? Um, no, it's definitely a uh, good, we've got good leagues and good um, juniors and stuff coming up through there. Um, I think it's come a long way in the last few years because it is so isolated from like all the other cities on the East Coast in Australia. It's a little bit harder to play great competition all the time because all the East kind of coast and cities are all relatively close. They can drive and play each other. Um, and we also do have less population. So in terms of that, we're probably not as competitive as the East Coast, but 
um, it definitely is getting better and there's definitely um, a lot of juniors that have a lot of potential. This probably isn't a, a very direct way to compare it, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway, is kind of the isolation of Perth from like the rest of Australia a lot of the time. Um, did some of that translate to when you came over here for college and, you know, obviously we're very isolated. Yeah. Um, are, were there any similar feelings there? No, of course. Um, I don't know if this is true, but I think someone in my freshman year told me that Perth and Hawaii were like two of the most isolated cities in the world or something like that. And I was like, of course I moved from one to the other, <laughs> but, um, yeah, in that sense, it, it definitely is kind of similar in that sense of like not much around and like kind of the only like Honolulu, Perth, kind of all that's being close by. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that kind of transitions into something else I was going to ask you, which is, you know, kind of an extension of that question about how isolated, uh, you know, we are here in Hawaii. And um, you are kind of one of the rare players to, to last, you know, to this point, five years in one place and in a college basketball career. That's men's basketball, women's basketball, other sports. I think that's become a rarer and rarer thing um, to appreciate. And I know you said you're, you're kind of big on loyalty. Could you sum up, I guess, you know, what it's, what it's meant to you to stick around for, for this length of a college basketball and educational experience? Yeah, of course. Um, I think the transfer portal just grows every year now. Um, and kids are, kids are jumping and stuff like that. Um, for me, it was kind of like, I love living in Hawaii. I love the program. I love the coaches. I love the sports staff. I love the community and even just the family aspect of it. Um, so yes, of course, like it's always not always sunshine and rainbows and stuff like that, but um, that's going to happen everywhere. And like you said, I mentioned earlier, loyalty is really important to me. And um, I don't think I have achieved what I came here to do, which was bring a championship back to Hawaii. So that was kind of like in an aspect, unfinished business kind of thing like that. And also just the support staff and like even the boosters and the fans and everything here is just like makes it incredibly hard to leave. Okay. Um, well, a byproduct of you being around for that length of time, Amy, is that you sit at 123 three-pointers made for your career, which is currently fifth fifth all-time in the record books. Uh, you do still have to pass Jay. She's up there at like 140, I want to say. And the uh, the all-time record is held by Megan Tennant, a player I got to cover very early in my sports writing career. She's at 167. She would basically make a living behind that three-point line. Um, <laughs> not not unlike yourself, I got to say. So, um, Amy Atwell, what would it mean to you to uh, – you know, break the all-time three-point record at Hawaii. I mean, you got a ways to go, uh, 44 to tie, but uh, have you had your eye on that thing at all? Um, Not really. I mean, it's been in the back of my head because people have mentioned it. Like when I hit the top 10 a few weeks ago, a few people told me, and even Alex on this last road trip mentioned that I hit number six of all time after the Long Beach game. Um, so it's definitely in the back of my mind, but it's not something um, that I'm like kind of pushing to get. Like if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I just want to win games and and make that big West championship. Now that said, Amy, the men's all-time three-point record is held by one of your countrymen, Jack Purchase. So, um, you know, I think it would it would make for some pretty good symmetry if they were both held by Aussies. I'm just saying. Uh, I mean, yay. <laughs> uh, do, do you know Jack, by the way, pretty well? I mean, I think you guys might have overlapped for a little while. Yeah, I think it was two years he was here when I, my first two years he was here. Um, yeah, I know Jack pretty well. I didn't... Uh, I didn't know him before I came here, but obviously had the pleasure of meeting and hanging out with him a bit when he was here. And he is another great shooter that I've, I've got to, to watch over the years. But yeah. How would you sum up the Australian basketball scene overall? I, I asked you about Perth specifically, but for, you know, for the women, for the men, I know it's 
it's kind of been on the rise. I've gotten that general general sense from the professional leagues on down to the the talent they're sending out to you know colleges here in the U.S. Um, you know, even from the time you were in high school, how how have you kind of seen that come along? Yeah, it's come a long way in the past like four or five years, even since I came over here. Um, I remember growing growing up and watching um, the professional team out of Perth, and we were always kind of like. We weren't the best team in the league. We always kind of struggled, but it was it was great to go see. And now I think the last few years they've been like playing championship game and stuff like that. So even from that standpoint, um, Perth basketball again has come a long way. But even just in general, um, there's a lot more. I think U.S. imports going like you saw with um, Lamelo Ball go and play in the men's league last year, um, and kind of more more of that is happening because the play in the league is getting better, and more players are looking at that as an option after the NBA and stuff like that to go and play there, um, which is super exciting for our game. Yeah, for sure, Amy. You know, as far as Australians in Hawaii, I mean, I mentioned you, I mentioned Jack. The men's team this year actually has a ton of Aussies. You've played with, I want to say, at least a, a couple of your countrymen on the team with you, Mackenzie clinch Hoycard for a little while. Courtney. Courtney, of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was a... The only two. Yeah, can't forget played. Courtney. She, she was there for a four-year run, of course, so... Um, what what do you Aussies do you think bring to you know the basketball culture of the University of Hawaii? What do you guys contribute just from a you know a cultural sense? Uh, a cultural sense, hmm. uh, I just think we come out like for the most part because the university system and like the college system back in Australia is is super different. Like we don't have college sports and stuff like that, so you kind of go to university separately and then you play at your club. Um, so I think just having that option to come over here and and really put the two together kind of just, yeah, I don't know. It's a great opportunity for us. And I think it's great for the U S colleges over here too, to have international students and kind of like that and just expose everybody to different cultures in different countries and like kind of compare almost the ways I grew up to like, to how you guys grew up over here and stuff like that. And it's honestly just, that's one of the biggest things I took out of my five years so far is just like kind of, the, like the difference the differences in growing up and stuff like that and just how how yeah those cultures differ I, I also noticed I mean a lot of similarities you know you guys have a, a very much a a laid-back kind of kind of stereotype right in, yeah. in Australia um, I think that goes for Hawaii as well I mm. mean um, was it maybe not total coincidence that you settled on here based on you know just maybe some of the did you get to take a visit ahead of time by the way yeah yeah I took a visit um and that was a big thing like just the culture and the family aspect here was one of the big things that drew me here along with the coaches but um definitely kind of the layback just like vibe that I kind of got from Hawaii because obviously Australians are very much known for that and I am very much like that myself so yeah that was it was definitely played a factor well, uh, Amy Atwell, you mentioned five years so far, which takes me to one of my last questions for you. It is senior week this week. Um, I don't know exactly what the team has drawn up. You, Jaden Alexander, and Barbara Rangel are the three seniors on this year's team for this mm -hmm. shortened season. NCAA has already said anyone who wishes to come back can come back uh, should they choose for another full year of eligibility, which would, in theory, put someone like you at a an unprecedented I should say nearly unprecedented because Shana Lake, who did this a few years ago, <laughs> sixth year of, of play. Is that something you've thought about? And where do you stand on that right now, Amy? Um, no, I definitely thought about it. Um, me and Coach B had talked about it, 
towards the beginning of the year and she was really good about giving me time and kind of just being like the doors open of course we want to have you back if you want to come um but don't rush the decision um I was leaning towards coming back um and me and Vima had been talking about that and then she actually told the media this morning that I had made my decision to staying so (laughs) so then I was like oh okay I guess it's out there but um yeah, no, I, at the moment, I'm looking to stay and hang around for sixth year, um, just because this probably year wasn't what I was expecting in terms of senior, and obviously, I didn't get the amount of games I wanted to get, like, and stuff like that, um, so, yeah. Well, I was not on that media call, and thanks a lot, Coach Demon, for letting the cat out of the bag. I thought I had some privileged information here. Oh, well. <laughs> only, only this morning, so, I mean, if you beat them to it, but... Um, yeah, uh, at the moment it's looking it's looking pretty likely that I hang around. Well, that's uh that's awesome, Amy. It'll be um I'm sure a help to the program. And uh, what does that mean for like what kind of um, degree you go for now? Like, is it in some kind of master's program? Are you already in a master's program? <laughs> no. So I actually originally I didn't want to start a master's this year because there wasn't too many that are one year. So instead, I started a double degree two years ago when I knew I was kind of staying for a fifth year. So this semester, I'm actually going to graduate with a double degree. And then um, next year, I have a few options, but I'm most likely going to do a one-year master's in. uh, So I'm graduating with a degree in marketing and management. And there's like a science of marketing management, which is a one-year master's, which kind of fits perfectly. Um, So I'll leave with a double degree and a master's (laughs) and a doctor. No, I'm kidding. A whole bunch of other stuff. But (laughs) yeah. Well, people joke about the seven-year plan for uh, you know, college students. And <laughs> apparently you've, you've taken that to heart, Amy. Um, so yeah. good, good for you. You'll, I guess by the time you're, you, whenever you're finally done here, you'll probably have spent roughly a third of your life out here in the islands. Uh, no, so. yeah. 22, but yeah, something like that. Well, uh, kudos <laughs> to you. <laughs> um, a- anything else you want to add, Amy, uh, before I let you go, I know we're right up on a half hour now, uh, about the, this weekend series, and uh, what this uh, final run for this uh, weird basketball season it could be like for you guys coming up. Yeah, of course. I mean, super, super crazy year with COVID and it's just been a year of adaptability, like, and just kind of like going with things on the fly. Um, it's been a crazy year, but it's, it's turned out the best way I think it can with us seeing we'll be able to play basketball and that's what we love. Two super important games coming up against UC Davis and then we go into the tournament. Um, so right now it's just all about uh, building our game and, and building momentum going to the tournament. Hopefully we can pull some things off. And a uh, quick addendum to that. It is in Las Vegas this year. The Big West changed up the site because of the, the weird COVID year. Uh, mm. How do you think that will be being in Las Vegas for um, the most important time of the year for you guys? Um, it'll be it'll be good. It'll be fun because most of the, uh, our travel is obviously to California. And I think this is the first time that the conference tournament, since I've been here anyway, has been on a completely neutral site with not – even having the first two rounds at one of the schools and even in a whole different state to every school. Um, and we've obviously been on the road a lot this this year. So um, we've gotten some good practice games in and playing on the road and stuff like that. So it'll be interesting for sure. All right. Well, Amy Atwell, mainstay of the Rainbow Wahine basketball program for the last half decade. Thank you for coming on the Court Sounds podcast. Of course. Thank you for having me.